0: Hello and welcome to the Girls Run Club, the podcast for run-happy women who need a little help finding their stride. Hi everyone and welcome to the Girls' Run Club. This podcast is intended for the everyday runner who might be looking for some relatable insight into the world of running. In preparation for my first marathon, I will be here asking all of the questions we learner runners might need answered. In this series, I will be joined by various guests from every corner of the running community to discuss all things running. Now, let's break down all of those fancy running terms discuss the highs and the lows and get stuck in to the next episode of the Girls' Run Club. Before we begin this week's episode, I am interrupting slightly to share some exciting news. On Saturday the 3rd of February, the Girls' Run Club will be taking over the Crichton Park run in Dumfries. I would absolutely love to see as many friendly, familiar faces there as possible, so let's just consider this your official invitation. The race will begin at 9.30 as usual and of course afterwards there'll be chance for a coffee and a catch up. I am slightly stepping outside of my comfort zone by taking over a park run. However, it's just so nice to think back to episode one of the podcast where I was chatting about never having done a park run before and my nerves surrounding it. Flash forward to now and several runs later, I find myself and all of the lovely ladies at my run club taking over the damn thing. I really hope to see some of you there. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 5 of the Girls' Run Club, where today we are joined by Emma Mailer, online coach and fitness influencer. I consider Emma to be a great role model for others. And as a coach, she aims to motivate people to grow, not just physically, but mentally too. Emma has created an online platform where she has allowed people to come along with her on our health and fitness journey. It's a story that I know many people will take inspiration from. It's also one of the many reasons I know she'll make a perfect podcast guest for the Girls Run Club. So how are you this morning? Well, hey. it's not this morning. Yeah. It's definitely not the morning, Alex. It's the afternoon.
1: yeah I'm good thank you how are you
0: yes good good I was just saying to Emma it doesn't feel like a Sunday but we are indeed recording on a Sunday yeah being productive queens yeah (laughs) productive queens I was fully expecting you to be slick Rick like me
1: well no I was I went for my run this morning and I did like a long run and you know just like after a long run you're just like I've got wide leg joggies on my dressing gown on I've got like crusty old gel hairspray you know like gel makes your hair go like crusty I'm like yeah not looking my finest self you're definitely a slick back queen though but always I, I go out for dinner with my hair in a slick back bun I'm like oh, I'm gonna branch out and do my hair today and then I'm like I'm doing my hair I'm like yep yeah, bun <laughs> it's actually
0: ridiculous how many people when I've got my hair washed and down they're like
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what's going on? You look different. What have you done different? I'm like, I've washed my hair. <laughs> yeah.
0: My hair has been washed. I'm clean. I don't
1: know.
0: But, Emma, I think there's going to be a lot of people listening who will follow your Instagram your Instagram is pretty big it's pretty pretty epic I've followed it for a long time thank you <laughs> usually what I find the best way to start is just by asking you when did you start running I, I probably know because I've followed you for a long time So i know kind of a bit more about your journey but how about for someone listening who might not know where did it all begin where did you start running
1: so i actually um i grew up doing like athletics and sprinting and hurdling from like ages like 10 till maybe like 18 19 and i literally every single year i would get an injury different feet i've had every single injury under the sun like hamstring achilles quad hip like I've literally injured every single part possible which is crazy because I used to run 400 meters and now that I run like long distance half marathons and stuff I haven't been injured touch wood the whole like year and a half that I've been doing like long distances yet when I did like 400 meter hurdles I was injured like every second week um but yeah so I ran up until I think I competed until I was 19 and then I kept just getting injured and then I was kind of just like that age and I was like I just kind of like fell out of love with it I was just like yeah, constant yeah. injuries, it's like I started going to the gym, like lifting weights, going to like some like CrossFit classes. And I was like, this is so much more enjoyable. Like, I just love this so much more. And my training was just becoming like such a chore that I was like, do you know what? Like, it's actually not worth it anymore. Like, no, I'd rather just do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And what point did you start
0: taking your kind of social media side more seriously and start documenting the fitness side of stuff?
1: Well, I actually started my social media, I would had a foot injury and I was like, I'm going to start a fitness account just like document my rehab and stuff and was like documenting like workouts, those upper body workouts. And I think it was like six months. And I was started getting into like weightlifting. Because I only started lifting weights in like twenty twenty-one, I think. Yeah. And just kinda like from there, then it like grew. And then like my protein emailed me and I was in my boyfriend's bed and I screamed and he like thought that like there was like something like really, really wrong. And yeah, just kinda like from there, it's just kinda like grown. It's it's been crazy. It's like it doesn't feel real. Like it's such like imposter syndrome. Yeah. I think a lot of people will struggle with that. Yeah, like it's like when some people come up to me in the street and I'm like, wait. Like, I post all this and I'm like, people actually, like, view my stuff. Like, I kind of treat it as, like, a private story. But, yeah, it's really crazy. I
0: couldn't even imagine having so many people viewing the things that i'm putting out because even a few thousand and there's people that will reply you know they'll give their opinions on kind of what you're doing so i can't even imagine
1: a pair of shoes in my story and someone will message me like hey girl like i got these shoes because of you and i'm like really like, yeah why <laughs> yeah why do you do that yeah yeah but that is just very humble
0: of you because your content is it's slick to say the least but also you're an incredible runner so i know you've said that you can have started from an athletics background which a lot of people probably won't have came from that background and a lot of people will think maybe it comes
1: easier to you but I don't agree with that yeah it's definitely like the mental resilience like doing sport from a young age you're kind of just like wired that way to like really like push yourself and like work like if If you want to get something, like, you need to work for it. Like, if I want to be, like, a good runner, then I need to work for it. It's not just as easy as, like, going out for a run or, like, lifting some weight.
0: No. It's definitely, like,
1: that competitive, like, mindset.
0: Yeah, and I feel like you'll probably agree. If someone truly, truly, truly believed that they could do it, you could. If you have that mentality, you probably could do something way beyond what you think you
1: could. It's definitely, like, ingrained in me because my dad went to the Commonwealth Games for badminton. So, like, all growing up, it's all just kind of been, like, sport, sport, sport. Whereas, like, my sister, she just, like, is so, like, uninterested in, like, fitness and, like, food. And, like, she literally just, like, it's,
0: yeah. The mindset thing is definitely what I struggle with. Not even just so, like, the mindset to get out. Like, I can get myself out. I'm quite motivated in that way. But I can get into my head during a run so badly that I'm, like, I can't do it.
1: That was literally me on my run today. So I stopped. So I was like, I'm going to run 20k today. And I got to 10k and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, do you know what? Just stop. So I literally stopped, took three minutes, walked for three minutes and did another 10k. And the second 10k felt so fine. And I was like, it's such a mental game. And for me, sometimes it just doesn't make sense. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? I'm making this so much harder. The thought of a 20k run this morning, I was like, there's absolutely no way I'm going to do that. But I did two 10ks and I'm like, that's so much mentally easier that's my runner math doing two 10ks yeah yeah two 10ks actually sounds better than 20k or like a 20k is just four 5ks
0: i know splitting it up like that is definitely a, a good piece of advice a half marathon split up into little sections is yeah. definitely more feasible for the brain
1: like that's my runner math
0: <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll change it from girl math to girl runner math
1: yeah
0: <laughs> i'm just not the best at math to be honest so i'll be miles <laughs> off it
1: i saw i don't know if you follow Kara. Cara on I think you maybe had her on the podcast yeah last week she put like she put her watch into miles and I was like that's such a game changer because I would have no idea average pace for miles I feel like I don't either yeah so I'm like if I set my watch to miles I feel like I would be able to run further I've started a marathon training block
0: and the general consensus I'm getting from people is they switch their watch to miles the reason for them doing that was because 26 miles seems better than like What's a 42 42 so that's the reason behind doing that but I don't track in miles ever
1: yeah neither like if someone puts miles on their story I'm like that's like a foreign language to me like a five mile run like what is that why are we doing why are we doing that (laughs) (laughs) I'd like a sports massage guy ask me like what my average mile pace was and I was like I don't know. I work in kilometres, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. People ask me, they're like, what's that in miles? Yeah. I think it's very much like an older person thing. Like, my dad would really work in miles. Like, when we're running, he's like, oh, how many miles is that? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, oh, it's like five miles. And like, why are like street times and stuff in miles, not kilometres? Shit, we're going to get pulled up for this if we say miles are for
0: old people. I know. Yeah. Old people work in miles, folks. You've heard it here first.
1: I think like elite runners work in miles as well.
0: Oh right. So it's just us actually. It's the elites. <laughs> yeah. Shit. It's old people and elite people who work in miles, so we're doing it wrong. But for me, because I work in kilometres, I find saying I've done a like a half marathon, I'm thinking twenty one kilometers since more impressive than thirteen point one miles. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm in the like I'm in the twenties here. This is a big deal. <laughs> This is a big girl number. <laughs> this is a big girl number. So from athletics, you started kind of doing a little bit longer distance stuff. Was Edinburgh Half Marathon you've done it before, right?
1: Yeah, I did that last year. And was that your first? Yeah, that was my first. That's my only ever like running distance race I've done. How was it? So fun. Like I ran a time that I have like never run anything like that in my life and it was like definitely from like the crowds and everything. My mum was like do not go off too fast like from sprinting I used to always just like bomb it like the first and then like die and every single run I do it my first kilometre is always like the fastest which is like not good. Your first kilometre is meant to be like your slowest and I think I just have that in me to just like open the door and bomb it like I just have yeah. that like fast twitch fibre but my first kilometre was like 3.48 or something and I was like oh no but it felt like so good yeah it was just I think doing races just like really makes you grateful for like the sport and everything like the community just like everyone oh yeah to-
0: it's such a good event Edinburgh Marathon Festival because it, like you say the crowds are great yeah there's right. barely a part with no crowds
1: yeah I found that's what I was saying to my mum and dad like with athletics it was very much like quite clicky and quite like a toxic environment and it was like every man for themselves whereas I feel like with distance running everyone is like so supportive and like I definitely found there's like a big difference between like sprinting and like long distance. Like you say any long distance race I've been to when there's crowds there
0: they don't just cheer for the person that they're coming to support they honestly actually do cheer for every single person that's passing them and I don't think you get that anywhere else.
1: Yeah it really opened my eyes to just like how like nice like the running community is for
0: anyone who's not done a race i always say to the girls in my run club sign up for one doesn't have to be a huge one doesn't have to be a mega distance but even just getting yourself in and feeling what it's like to run with people watching you like that's a weird
1: thing and like i say this to my sister and she's like oh but i'm not a runner And i'm like you literally have a pair of trainers you are a runner people walk these things like just do it. like. And I don't know,
0: in the last few years, I've kind of went from nights out, drinking, doing all this, and now I'm like, it's good fun, these events. Yeah, so true.
1: Like, I never, when I was growing up, because my dad was, like, a professional badminton player, he ingrained in me from such a young age. Like, if you want to make it in sport, like, you can't be doing, like, partying and, like, all that. So from, like, the whole growing up, I would never go out. Like, I've always kind of just, like, been like that like I was never really into like drinking or like partying around because I was just so like committed to like wanting to make it in athletics so like now that I don't do like athletics and stuff and I'm a lot more like relaxed and stuff it's like almost like weird like when I'm having a drink I'm like this is fine, like that must be quite hard though, because obviously you
0: you chased a goal for such a long time. What's your view on it, looking back now, obviously, because the
1: injury can kind have of put a stop to it? Definitely think that's kind of like one of the reasons it like fueled like my eating disorder and like my eating was because I didn't have a goal in sport. That goal then like shifted to like my body and almost like competing against like myself and like my body right uh-huh, positively and negatively, like I feel like I enjoy exercise like so much more now. But not having, being, like, so goal-focused and goal-driven for, like, so many years to then not having that, it was almost, like, a loss of identity. It's, like, almost the only way to, like, describe it. Like, who am I without sport? Because, like, I don't enjoy going out. I don't enjoy drinking. Like, what am I going to do with, like, all this time? Like, I can't obviously spend, like, every single minute of the day in the gym and like yeah definitely was like almost like finding myself again which is like quite bizarre like you said there don't know if that makes
0: sense like it actually makes perfect sense you saying that and I think I've obviously spoken to Emma before we started filming today and obviously you have shared a bit well quite a lot of your journey actually recovering from your eating disorder on your instagram and i think one of the reasons why i was so attracted to your page is just because it's really real and it's really raw and that'll be one of the reasons why you have so many
1: people that's another thing like there's so many people struggle with like eating and underfeeling like that was one of the things like sharing like my struggles really opened up my eyes like this is a really big problem that is like not being dealt with like accordingly no just how many
0: people suffer because you'll know yourself these come in different scales Mm. like you could be touching on an eating disorder or something kind of similar but then that can progress into something else but i feel like so many people have something there with the nutrition and the fitness side and like there's always like a little devil on your shoulder
1: i've found that with a lot of people and it's so funny because now, like, after going through all that, I can see it in other people, like, people that you would just, like, never think, like, the way they, like, speak about food and stuff. I'm like, oh, red flag. Um, I'm like, oh, like, they definitely, like, struggle with food. Like, it's so funny how, like, after going through it yourself, like, little comments that you'd be, like, so blind to and, like, so normalised, you're like, no, that's, like, not...
0: <sighs> you can correct me if you think I'm wrong. However, I think mental health over the last several years, we speak about it way more. But I still don't think that eating disorders, they don't get spoken about as much or maybe I just don't come across it as much.
1: So true. And I think as well, a lot of people are like almost like scared to like open up and like talk about it because it's quite like a rogue. It's like periods and stuff. It's like people are a bit like, oh, like they don't know really what to say, which is why like, With, like, my platform and stuff, like, that's what I try and, like, portray is, like, speaking up about it and, like, it's okay to, like, not be okay and, like, any suffering is, like, valid and, like, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's still not spoken about enough. In recent times, it's definitely been spoken about more, but not near as much as it needs to be. Let's just take it back a little bit, if you don't mind anyway. Mm -hmm. So I had, so I think I stopped training in, like, the April and I had a holiday in the May and I decided I was going to diet down for this holiday in the May. And then I had another holiday. So I was like weighing myself. This is like where it kind of started. Weighing myself and got myself to wait for the holiday in May. And then I went on another holiday in July and another one in August. And each holiday, it was almost like, let's try and lose more than we lost the holiday before. And then once summer ended in like August, I came home and I said to myself, I'm going to like gain some weight back because I was quite skinny by this point. And then when I came home from the holiday, I was like, I just can't stop. And it just was like a spiral of like going down and down and down.
0: It's crazy to hear you say it because of how healthy and athletic and how on it you are now, which is amazing to see. But I've obviously had you on Instagram for a while. So I've seen that you've posted stories about... you were however long ago it's a it's crazy to imagine anyone feeling that low and having to go through that
1: during the time it's like you don't see yourself getting out of it like because you're so trapped and it's almost like a comment to yourself to be like well how low can I get my weight like because I had always had that like competitive mindset because I wasn't like using that in my athletics it was almost like competing against like what i said earlier like myself like that like devil like and it's almost like the more trapped you are like the louder like those voices are and like the breakout of that
0: yeah it's one of those really really important messages that people do need to hear was there anyone
1: online that you knew of at the time that you were kind of going through it i used to stalk millie g fit like religiously like whenever i was like struggling or anything i used to be like just stalk all like her social media like i really like relate to Millie because mm-hmm. I'm like me like a fitness girl that just like took it too far and now she's like thriving and like yeah
0: it's good and that's why I think that you should know your page will 100% have helped people have you ever had anyone kind of messaging you?
1: Messages all the time and I'm like it's so crazy to me because it's almost like I'm being that person that like I needed to be It's just like a really bizarre feeling, yeah. When we said
0: at the beginning we've got these followers, doesn't matter how many, but we do put out content and we do put out things that we go through and sometimes you just don't think that anyone's really paying attention but really they actually are. Like you could be, is it dramatic to say
1: saving someone? Probably not. It's just really bizarre. Like it's like, you can have all these numbers, but it really hits home when like someone in person will come up to me and be like, Like, you've helped me so much. And I'm really like, Whoa, like that's what it's about for me, like building that like community. You'll have a real connection
0: with your followers. It's because you're genuinely real. Like I think some people do have
1: a bit of a persona. Like there's like girls that I go to the gym with and I just like know that they lie on their social media about like what they do and like I'm just like How are you living, like, a lie? Like, I'm like, I couldn't live like that. Like, I think that's just social media in general. Like, you always have to take it with a pinch of salt, like, what you see.
0: Yeah. So coming back from what was obviously a really, really terrible time for you, how do you... Obviously, this isn't going to be an easy answer.
1: How do you get back to Emma feeling like she's in a good place, like a healthy place? It's honestly, it's, like, so mental. Like, when I look back at, like, photos of myself, you can just, like, see it in my face. Like There's just, like, nothing there. And it's, like... it's almost like my eyes just I just look like dead almost like it's just like no personality but I definitely think like speaking up and like reaching out like the first time I spoke to my mum about it I remember and she was just like why have you never spoken to me about this before like I feel like if you're ever like struggling like literally speak up and like talk to someone because it even helps to like rationalize your thoughts like saying it aloud like having all these thoughts like in your head but like actually like speaking it out someone can make you feel like so much better about things like eating disorders and stuff like they are like mental illnesses so like I feel like I definitely struggled a lot longer before it was like visually because it is like in your head these sort of things come with put a real
0: physical strain on your body but I do think that mindset shift and working on that mentality is comes first right definitely I saw a really interesting quote the other day on Instagram and it kind of relates a little bit to what we're just talking about and it was, to win the week, you've got to win the day. Yeah. To win the month, you've got to win the week. It's so true. It's like you
1: glow through what you grow through. Like, I love that one. I love that. Yeah. My mum sends me quotes like 24-7. She's such, we're such like quotes. Yeah. Or like the Pinterest quotes. Do you know what? A quote can just hit me in the feels love them i have so many yeah so true
0: i think running is one of those escapes for people that go through stuff like this it can be an escape for from anything really but that kind of kind of goes alongside what i just said about you know to win the week you've got to win the day it's just one foot in front of the other and like long distance endurance running is just that
1: so true like i feel like i think about like my like my make my best like thoughts when i'm like out my runs like I think about my content when I'm out my runs like I feel like I really process my emotions and how I'm feeling like when I'm out running because I'm like that's my me time away from everyone where I can just like really focus on like my thoughts and stuff Mm -hmm. and a lot of runners can like really relate to that as well.
0: Yeah I think a lot of people do begin running to get out of a kind of hard place and it's used so commonly for that and Mm -hmm. then it can turn into this huge passion and the safe space for people the sport definitely it's one of those ones you can use and I think it is because when you're out on these long runs you're literally if you're by yourself it's just you and your own thoughts isn't it
1: so true like I literally yeah I think about so much like when I'm out running it's almost like when I'm thinking about something I'm like oh I want to save that for my run to really like like on my run today I was like thinking about like content that I'm going to post next week and I was like oh that would be quite like a good thing and like the next thing you know you've run like 10k like you don't yeah. even like go like in your own mm-hmm. zone or
0: likewise you'll go out a run and you just don't think of anything at all which is a nice one as well
1: or like some days when I wake up and I'm like in a really bad mood and I'm like I just need to run like I just need to clear my head like yeah. half run and I'm in like a completely different like mindset like yeah different people from like the person I woke up
0: to look at you now and the incredible work that you do in terms of your running of course you've trained for a long
1: time but your running is unreal unreal fast too (laughs) thank you she's speedy guys I would love to be able to do like marathons but I'm like I just like running fast like short and fast like I have like my max the furthest I've ever gone is like 25k Mm -hmm. but that's fine isn't it last year i'd said oh you've run off 25k i would have been like absolutely no way like i don't think I'd, I'd run over 15k once and that was like two years ago and it was on boxing day because i'd eaten so much on christmas day i was like oh, i need to go out and run and i'm like that just shows like the shift in my like mouth, that i'm like i don't run to like burn calories that i like run to feel good and like actually get better like mm-hmm. that runs was purely just because i'd like eaten so much on christmas day yeah Now i just don't those thoughts are just like not like if i was run. it's just like yeah
0: it's that way where when you
1: start to run for a bit more enjoyment Mm
0: -hmm. they come so much easier and then you find yourself sustaining the runs over Mm -hmm. weeks and weeks and weeks and that's where the progress comes and then again it gets easier
1: yeah that's the thing i like about not doing athletics anymore it's like I can just wake up and be like, oh, I fancy an easy run today or fancy going to the gym. Like, I don't wake up and I'm like, I've got a horrendous track session to do. And that's almost why, like, I don't compete as much because I don't like having, like, a set goal because I don't want to remove that enjoyment out of running, of thinking, like, you need to do, like, a 20K long run today. Like, I'd rather just wake up and think, like, CrossFit or I fancy doing, like, an easy run. Or that's another thing I like about just, like, being, like, flexible with my training as well.
0: I love that, Emma, because... I think it's important for people to know that even though going and doing a few events or races is good fun, some yeah. people just won't want to do that ever. And yeah. That's fine. Just because you could run for years and years and years and never do any events and that doesn't make you any less than anyone else that's competed and, you know, ran five marathons or whatnot.
1: Yeah, it's almost like I like to just, like, compete against, like, myself, like... That's just how I like it. And that's how I keep my enjoyment in my running. Like if I wake up and I'm like, oh, I don't fancy a run today. I'm like, well, I'm not going to run. Yeah. And if I don't want to train, then I won't train. Like it's almost like so mentally freeing to just like have that full freedom to just like do what I want. Yeah. I
0: love an event or a race because it does give you s- yourself something to work towards. And it's one of those kind of, it's a fine line for me and how I said at the beginning where... I kind of struggle with the mindset thing so I'm doing a marathon in May so it'll be the same day you're doing your half and that'll be my first but as soon as I've started my plan it's not so much the mental of getting myself out to do the runs but it's more like time pacing and already like I'm thinking like what yeah. time going to be on the day and I'm just like do not let this ruin this for you don't
1: do it enjoy the process yeah definitely that's why I entered the half because I wasn't going to and then I saw I got an email I was like the half's going to sell out I was like hmm, need to enter that and I'm like I'd rather have an entry in and like not do it yeah than, like, an entry and be like oh I, w- I wish I'd done that
0: yeah so for you going into Edinburgh half again in May is it something that you're worried about trying to PB
1: From your last time. Because I'm just like, oh, no pressure. Like, if I don't want to do it, then I won't do it. But if I want to do it. Saying that, I definitely do want it. I'm like, I say that. I'm like, I want a PB, yeah. But we
0: all want a little PB now and then.
1: But I think just like removing that pressure, just like, yeah. It's like good for me to just be like, well, if you don't want to do it, then like you don't have to do it. But
0: yeah, I think that's a good way because as you know that you could do a half marathon, obviously you've done 20K this morning. So it's not something like you need to figure out now in order to be able to do it then you know you'll keep ticking over with your running and you could do it or you couldn't and you'll do it fine you know so I, I guess that's a good thing for you whereas others they might need to start training for something weeks and weeks out and then I have heard of people as soon as you've started their plans they're like oh well it, it strips the fun right out
1: yeah exactly yeah I did a run on a plan last year And that was so fun because I had, like, no idea, like, what an interval run was or, like, what a tempo run was. Like, I really had to start from, like, scratch because I had no idea. I was like, wait, we don't run all our runs at, like, max effort. Like, we do easy runs, like. What's an easy run?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had no idea. So you don't think a marathon is ever on the
1: cards? Never say never, but currently I just feel like that would absolutely ruin me and, like, I would (laughs) be running again, yeah. I'm not doing this shit again. Yeah, I feel like it takes so long. I'm like, 8 to 12k is like my ideal distance. Like, I love a 10k. Yeah, and I love this.
0: And I'm like, I'm so glad you've said that actually because there will be so many people that listen or who who I know that don't want to, they're not interested in doing a marathon. You don't have to do... A marathon.
1: I'm like, I think it's something I would like to do in like my late twenties. I'm like, I'm only twenty one. Like, I feel like a marathon I'd want to do when I'm like maybe like twenty nine, thirty. You've got loads of time. Wait. I'm like, what's the rush to do like all these things? Yeah, you've just got to do
0: whatever you want to do at the time.
1: Yeah, and I just know that if I were to train for a marathon, I would absolutely end up hating running. Mm-hmm. A twenty k run, like that run this morning, I'll be sore for days. Seeing people on my story, like. 35k long run i'm like how that'll be me soon yeah like honestly that
0: will be me soon and honest to god i i don't know what's wrong with me i'm in like a pain cave after a long run
1: i'm like i have so much respect for like marathon runners like so much respect me too it's no joke that and you realize until you like actually try and go for like a long run you're like well this is actually really hard i think the
0: shift between Half marathon training and marathon training is completely different. I'm seeing it already. I'm looking down my plan and I'm like, what the fuck's that?
1: <laughs> we run 30k? Okay, like, <laughs> never seen that number before
0: yet but i say this and i feel like a broken record but you never think well for me personally i never think i can do
1: something until i've bloody done it i saw a quote and it was like your body gives up when you're at like only at 40 percent, only like 40 percent done or something your head's gone way way way
0: before your body is done yeah and it, it's so so true so my head is already let's take a half marathon distance my head by 10k is sinking off no gal you cannot do this but it's not until about 18
1: 19k that my body's actually saying hard like the first 3k i'm always like there's absolutely no way i'm gonna run over 10k today and then you're like 5k and then you're like oh i'm I'm like fine now like the first the start is always the hardest and i think that goes for like anything in life like starting anything like to start something it's always going to be so hard at the start
0: yeah oh you're so right the gym is brutal at the start because you don't know what the hell you're doing all these machines there's endless amount of exercises that you can do Mm -hmm. and you're just shite you don't get taught this stuff at school like people come to me and they'll say oh I'm embarrassed to show you my squat and I'm like we don't we get taught how to walk we don't get taught how to squat when you know like you're not supposed to just come in here with perfect form
1: yeah, and it's like people at my CrossFit gym—they're like, "Oh, I would love to be able to run like you." And I'm like, "I would love to be able to lift like you." Like, I can run twenty k, and I'll be fine tomorrow. I do a set of squats, and I'm sore for like three, four days. It's hard, and it's and
0: it's really difficult. I speak about this a lot to strike a perfect balance: mm-hmm. what you're running, your training, and your kind of gym strength training. It's it's difficult and there are certain ways that you're supposed to train in the gym to you know to help your running but it's a completely different way of training than just traditional strength training five days a week kind of split program it's it's a completely new world for me and that's kind of what i'm trying to juggle just now
1: i don't think i could train any less optimally for like running like i do like crossfit and i just really whatever i want like optimal training like don't know her yeah but it works for you. Yeah.
0: You're obviously an incredible runner and you can, you run a lot. How many times do you run a week, do you think?
1: Four? I normally do like 40 or 50k a week. I mean, that's un- That's incredible, that. It's mental. to think like a year ago, I literally, a 10k would like blow me for days. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, I run like 40k a week. Can-
0: you know that if you, uh, uh, this is not me, this is not me putting any pressure on anyone. You, if you were to compete you would be up with elite times you know that that's
1: crazy no oh, I didn't know that I honestly
0: think you would be
1: yeah I swear if I got a coach and actually trained like optimally I'm like how good could I like train myself to be but then I'm also like the other side of me is like but I have no interest to do that no because you don't need to do it yeah
0: but you're like I could still beat you <laughs>
1: I could, it's like when boys are like, "Oh, I could have been a professional footballer." <laughs> I'm like, "That's me."
0: Oh yeah, we've heard that a lot.
1: I'm like yeah, I could have gone pro. You still could go pro, Emma. It's like sessions like intervals, so it just makes me like not miss athletics. Like those sessions, like lying on the track, I'm just like, no. Yeah, and when there's happiness at stake, you know, there's yeah. no point of kind of
0: forcing you. I guess I would just like to watch it happen. <laughs> I'd like to see it one day. Yeah, one day <laughs> I'll see you zooming zooming off when you start your half marathon in Edinburgh. <laughs>
1: Eight
0: o'clock in the morning, guys. What is that all
1: about? I remember that last year I had to get up at like half four. Mm-hmm. I was eating like, oats oh, at like half four, and then I was it was like seven o'clock, and I was like I'm hungry. Yeah, but it isn't. It's such good fun, and it, yeah. for anyone who I think it's sold out now. Yeah, that's why I wanted to enter because so I got an email that was like we're going to sell out, and I was like oh shit. Maybe there's still some places, but
0: it is, is a good event. It is a really good event. And I honestly don't know a single soul that's not going.
1: Yeah, I know. That's why I entered, because it was on like January 1st. It was like near, New year. Everyone was putting on their stories. I remember last year, I think I entered in like March or something. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, will probably we put an entry in? But now you've got it in. Like everyone has gotten to running this year.
0: Oh, everyone runs. Everyone and their dog. My experience of Edinburgh half, was I'd done it last year too, was a terrible one, but I 100% percent under fueled. See, looking back, I was 100%. I don't know if I just wasn't eating enough on the days leading up, even though I was dead conscious of it. But see if you don't, running is a huge learning curve like anything else, but see if you don't know... How to fuel right yeah. can really mess you up. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm one of those ones who, will sadly, probably underfuel more than overfuel. Yeah, not on purpose. Yeah, I
1: know. I feel like I'm the opposite now because I'm like scared of underfueling. Yeah, I'll eat too much. Whereas then I wake up and I'm like so bloated and I'm like trying to run with this like bloated belly. But I feel like that's a better way to go than underfueling. People ask me.
0: You know, I get a few messages through asking, what should I do? Like in terms of like I've started my marathon plan, like what do I need to do to fuel me during my runs and things like that? And I honestly just have to say to people, do you know what? I'm going to point you in the direction of someone else. But it's something I have just not 100% figured out yet, the whole fueling thing. And that's why I love speaking to people on the podcast, because people have always got a story to tell about fueling and sport or fueling and running more more so to the point. But it's hard to get right. Yeah.
1: I choked in the Edinburgh half last year. So I had Percy Pig and I'd like cut them in half and I was running and I took one and it like shot to the back of my throat. And I was like fully like choking on this like Percy pig like mid running.
0: That's like a child with grapes when you have to like cut them.
1: <laughs> That's literally me.
0: Maybe you should quarter them this year. Oh you can get the baby ones. Oh yeah, what are they called? Piglets or something? Yeah, Percy Pig You're going to need some of those. So oh, good, I love a Percy Pig. I honestly don't think that there's been an episode of the Girls' Run Club where we've not mentioned Percy
1: Pigs. Really? Why <laughs> is it such a staple of everyone's run? It was Holly B Fitness that got me into them. I was like, oh, blame I Holly to... for this. Yeah. Oh, I had three squares bars last night. I was like, she was sitting and I had one I was like, I want another one. And I had another one. Mum was like, have you just had three squares bars? I was like, absolutely I have. <laughs> <laughs> They're very Moorish, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, so good.
0: All right. So, I think to wrap up the episode, we will do the five golden questions that I ask every guest that comes onto the podcast. Are you happy? Are you happy to do them? Yeah, I'm very happy. Let's go. She's very, she's very happy. Okay. This is my favorite question and probably favorite part of the whole every episode that I do because I am easily influenced. So, question number one is, Could you give me a product recommendation that you're loving right now in and around the running scene?
1: I am loving, this is kind of like not really in the running scene, but I have number seven gel spray for my slip back buns. And I feel like when you're running, you need to have your hair like sorted. So I would recommend the number seven gel spray. It's in like a pink bottle and it's really good. Why
0: do I not know about this? I need it. Number seven gel spray. Yep. from the slick back queen herself <laughs> definitely need to get on it okay question number two is I would like to know what is your post run guilty pleasure full of oats has to be I'll
1: have oats before I run I'll come home and I'll just I just crave sweet foods like all day long they
0: are good to be fair
1: and baggy clothes like wide leg trousers that are like way too big for me like baggy joggies
0: yeah and your bun it comes out
1: yeah. vanish right out and it's like the best feeling ever. It's like taking your sports bra off. Yeah. I just look like Adam Sandler after a run. Like sitting in the kitchen eating my oats and like my a t shirt that's like down knees and like joggies that are way too big. <laughs> I've never
0: ever heard anyone compare themselves to Adam Sandler. <laughs> it's it's a look to be fair. <laughs> um good one. All right. Number three, can you recommend to me a podcast that you listen to?
1: I listen to, this is going to be so basic, but I listen to The Girls' Bathroom week in, week out. And my sister actually got me tickets to their live tour and I'm so excited to go. I love They're them. They're so good. I know. Or oh, I also like Olivia Neal and Daria Basillo. I'm such a, and The Mindset Mentor. If you're struggling with mindset, you should listen to The Mindset Mentor as well. He's great. Mm, I've never heard of that last one. Yeah, he does like really short, like 15, like 20 minute episodes, which is like quite good. Yeah. It's like really, really good.
0: No, I'll definitely listen to that because I think you need a wee bit of mindset mentoring, to be honest. Some days, most days. Number four is a piece of expert advice for anyone who has set themselves a new challenge. So I would
1: definitely just say like remembering your why and that everyone starts somewhere, like wherever you are. Like Mo Farah, one day he went out for his first run. And, like, all these, like, top, top athletes, they all had, like, a day one. So it's, like, day one or one day. Like, one day you could run or you could make it, like, your day one. I like that quote. Yeah, I love that as well. You are, like,
0: quote queen. Yeah, I could just, like, list you all these quotes, yeah. I love that though and that's such and that's just it's such a staple piece of advice Mm -hmm. and I think people don't listen to that enough
1: yeah
0: question number five is a scenario-based question you're about to set off on a 30 kilometer run in your vest you can pop water and one other thing what would you have in your vest percy
1: pig (laughs) it's everyone's answer or my phone to do my (laughs) 0.5s
0: that is so true you know what hats off for being biggest influencer of the year award she would have to take her phone
1: if i was in a run you best believe that's going on my instagram story (laughs) that's so true
0: that is so true yeah so so you can take your 0.5 always has to be 0.5 don't want those up close angle. Ah fuck no. Especially when your hair slicked back like mine with pure sweat.
1: Sometimes when I'm running I'll accidentally take like photos instead of videos and it's like most horrendous photos. Like my face is like all like oh uh, so bad. Cannot be seen. it going straight
0: in the bin. <laughs> I think that concludes our episode. That is another episode of the girls I was gonna say the girls bathroom of the girls run club done and dusted and I've enjoyed having you on so much. I knew that I was going to. <laughs> I've enjoyed chatting away. I know, it's been lovely. And I think we've covered some really hard-hitting things and I think people will love to listen to to what you've got to say because it's just an extension of your Instagram and the kind of things that you post on there. So I think it's great to hear you talking about it in a bit more depth. Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad to give you the platform to be able to do it and hopefully people take away some some good from this old little
1: podcast
0: that I started doing. Yeah, Percy Pigs and Number 7 Gel Spray. Yeah, that is 100%. I'm like going straight to the shop. <laughs> Thank you to all the amazing listeners who chose to invest their time in today's episode. If you like what you heard, please make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, and most importantly, recommend the podcast to friends and family. To keep updated, head over to the podcast Instagram profile at the Girls Run Club. But for now, I thank you again for tuning in and look forward to seeing you next time on the Girls Run Club.